It's lunchtime in Central Texas. What are we having? Uh, it's just your standard regular lunch, I guess. Milk? PB&J with the crusts cut off. Well, Brian, this is a very nutritious lunch. All the food groups are represented. Did your mom marry Mr. Rogers? Uh, no, Mr. Johnson. Huh. Time for the press box. Here's your host, Ward Whites, along with Aaron Sexton. And it is lunchtime in Central Texas. Good Monday morning, afternoon, whatever you want to call it here on this overcast day. I'm I'm kind of happy it's a little overcast, and I can't think it's kind of normal that it's overcast after the weekend of football we saw. Yeah. <laughs> Got some good showers last night. Yes. That was nice. That was nice. All right. So who's ready to talk Texas Rangers baseball? <laughs> That's about all we can talk about, isn't it? <laughs> well, no, but all I really want to talk about. Other <laughs> That's than all that, you want you, you to just forget the rest, just bypass everything else? Did something else happen this weekend? <laughs> I don't know. I was watching the Rangers sweep the Mariners. I, I was unaware. <laughs> we will have Jeff Wilson talking Rangers baseball coming up in just a little bit. Your first place, Texas Rangers. By about two and that? a half games. I, it, it's mind-boggling. Started the, started the weekend a half game back. Yeah, it's mind-boggling. I just don't. I don't know what's going on. But, you know, this <laughs> this is such a crazy season. The Rangers are so Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, but so are the Astros. Yeah. And they keep, like, kind of swapping when they're both good, when one's good and one's bad. Mm-hmm. The Rangers are on a four-game winning streak, and the Astros drop three to the 100-loss Kansas City Royals. I mean, who to thunk it? Tell me how. Tell me what sense this makes. It makes absolute no sense. But it is so so fun. Yeah, it is. And and man, they've got you know seven games left for the Astro for the for the Rangers with a two and a half game lead over the Astros, and watch them get swept by the ga- Angels in a three game lead tonight. for that last Walks card over the Mariners. It's good that the Mariners and the Astros are playing. Man, mm-hmm. you just let them beat up on each other, right? Yeah, somebody, but you, you somebody, have to win this series. Somebody win two out of three, and you mm-hmm. you win two out of three or sweep the Angels, and you are sitting pretty. Yep, it, it, it'll be fun to watch this go down the stretch. What was not fun yesterday was oh. the Cowboys and the Cardinals. 28-16, Cowboys uh, take the loss to the Cardinals, and it look, it was not pretty, and it was not that close. No, uh, they, they Mike McCarthy and this team should be ashamed for that performance yesterday. I – it just the red zone is such a problem for this football team. It was mm-hmm. a problem even against the Jets. And they were 2 of 6 in the red zone against the Jets despite winning 30 to 10. Right. And, Yesterday, we, and we briefly were, talked about that. Hey, they're taking too many field goals, but everything else was so dominant that we kind of overlooked it over. Yeah. 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 1 for 5 yeah. yesterday. Yep. 1 for 5. Ten first half penalties, and I don't I don't even know how many they had the whole game, but it was a bunch. Mm-hmm. Was, they played sloppy, uninspired football, and it was just pathetic. And this is what you get with Mike McCarthy teams. I mean, they they're going to look like gangbusters for a lot of the games this year, and there are going to be certain games where they just don't show up, and it's going to just drive Cowboys fans crazy. But it is what it is. We've seen it. You know, he's been here. This is his third year. We saw it in Green Bay too. But mm-hmm. I just – you would think that they're to a point with him being here in his third year that this shouldn't still happen. And, look, there's going to be some letdown from losing Diggs for the year. 
but that's still no excuse for the way they played yesterday. And I know people are going to want, want to talk Dak. And look, I, there has been no bigger supporter of Dak than me. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I really, I've, I've been a huge fan. I've ha- had a Dak shirt for years. I love Dak Prescott. He's a great guy. And I just, I think he is at the t- I think he is tapped out as far as how good he can be as an NFL quarterback because he keeps making the same mistakes over and over. That that interception in the fourth quarter was the same mistake he's been making his entire career, and he's in his eighth season. At a certain point, you got to say it's just not going to get better, and it is what it is. And that's sad for me because I really, I really don't want what we've seen from Dak in the last year and three games to be the Dak Prescott that that he is what he is. That, pretty much. Pretty he much. is what he is. I, I get it. I you're you're a fan. You want it to be you, more you than you want it, it is. to be and it's not. It is, but and it and is. I've never admitted he's that. a fourth round pick for a reason. Well he's outplayed that by a ton. But, he has outplayed that. But but he's I mean he is, this is a guy that cannot put a team on his back and carry him when it's needed to be done. And he is a guy that I, I just don't think when Dak gets behind, I don't know what the numbers are, but more times than not, he cannot play from behind. Well, early, he tries to force too many things. Right. Early in his career, they, he was great. He, he was among the lead leaders in comebacks after about his third or fourth year. And that was, like the only people ahead of him for career comebacks, I think, were like Tom Brady and and a couple of other veterans like Aaron Rodgers. In the last couple of years, that has not been the case, and it, it almost seems like he's regressed because this offense is as talented as that offense was his rookie year. Probably, yeah. I mean, close. Man, and they're having some trouble in the offensive line, but that's well, they did. I mean, Zach Martin and Tyler uh, Biotis being out was. Was big and it sure, showed. Sure. It showed that they weren't there. But again, you you just got to be able to find a way to overcome that, and great teams do. Well, and the defense was terrible. You know, we, we talked about Dak because that was a terrible pick, and we've seen it so many times. Mm-hmm. But the defense was terrible. The Cardinals just lined up and ran right at them, and then when they decided to pass, they had guys wide open. They had out coached, out schemed. They they weren't motivated. Mm-hmm. Arizona showed up wanting to play and wanting to win, and the Cowboys didn't. And the play calling, which we were wondered about with Mike McCarthy, well, they were down two scores, two touchdowns. You know, they needed two touchdowns, not two. I don't want to don't if you if you're unaware of the point of the game I'm talking about. They were down. They needed two touchdowns with less than five minutes left mm-hmm. in the game, and he ran the ball four straight times. Now, you, do that. you tell me what we're doing. I mean, really, that's that's that is inexplicably bad. Well, that's a failure. It is, and and I don't know how you can be a play caller in the NFL for as long as he is and do that and not realize that you're not giving your chance, your team a chance to win. Well, and not only that, you know that you're banged up on the offensive line and you're still trying to force it down their throat. Yes, and that's just not going to be able to. To get things done. It was, I mean, I'm, look, this may be a reality check. I don't know. We'll find out. And, but, you know, this happens in the NFL a lot more, obviously, than it does in high school and sure. college because the, the parity is 
is there's more well there's more parity in the NFL obviously than there is in college and high school, mm-hmm. but that does not excuse sloppy, uninspired play by the Cowboys, bad play calling by Mike McCarthy, a bad defensive game plan by Dan Quinn. And look, he's been great. He has been the best defensive coordinator in the league since he's been with the Cowboys, hands down. It's not, I don't think it's even close. And, but that being said, they got exposed yesterday. I, now, I think it was a one-off deal with this defense. I don't have like underlying concerns that this is going to be a continual thing, but you got to be honest. If we're going to talk about how bad Mike McCarthy and Dak were yesterday, you also got to talk about how bad the defense was. Well, you give up 222 yards yeah, on the ground. Yes, and you got to talk that, about how bad Dan office. Quinn's game plan was, and it wasn't wasn't good. And I think, and I think it was because I th- he thought, and probably rightfully so, that the pass rush is so dominant that they don't have to do a lot else. But the pass rush didn't get there yesterday, like it has most games and it like it definitely has the first two games of this season and it showed and the Cowboys just were never really in that game. Well, that, that mean, wasn't a close game when, when you, they were dominating. When you go back and watch the film on the defense yesterday and, and look, I, I know you're missing digs, but that should not make that big a difference. It's going to make that team. No, it, you're taking bad angles. If you'll go back and watch. Oh, absolutely. Bad, bad angles. Absolutely. You're getting, you're getting blown out in the wash. You're getting lost in the wash, and all of a sudden you're behind the eight ball because you're chasing instead of attacking. That that's a problem. There were, and, and that you know that that has to be cleaned up. And you know, there's only so much a defensive coordinator can do when you're taking bad angles. He he can't go down there and and change that for you, and he can't get you out of the wash when you're getting locked up in the wash and you can't get out of it. So, I mean, I, I just think that they just weren't mentally prepared for this football game. I, absolutely. You could tell. All the penalties, just no no fighting spirit at all by anyone on that mm-hmm. team, hardly. I mm-hmm. mean, I'm not going to say everybody kind of laid down yesterday and, and played uninspired. That's obviously not true, but for a mo- for the most part, the entire team did, with yeah. a few exceptions, and it was it was hard to watch, and and it's but you it's just, unacceptable. You, you but cannot settle for field goals in the NFL. No, absolutely not. You're not gonna you're not going to win. You're not going to win the East. You're not going to win the NFC, and you're definitely not going to win a Super Bowl kicking field goals. Not when there's a guy named Patrick Mahomes playing for the Chiefs, who's going to be in the Super Bowl almost every year, and even with, I th- I think the worst wide receiving room in the NFL, they're still putting up 40 points a game because Mm -hmm. he's Superman. (laughs) You know, I mean, he's just unbelievable. And he's got an unbelievable tight end who just is always open. And when that happens, it makes it easier on even mediocre to average wide receivers, which is what the rest of their wide receivers are. Now they have a couple of young guys that could get better, but right now they're, they're not great. And yet, the Chiefs continue to roll. So, yeah, if you if you think that you can win an NFL title now, if you can think you can win a Super Bowl kicking field goals, you haven't been watching the NFL the last couple of years. No, not at all. Not at all. Two more games in the NFL coming up tonight. I like to doublehead 
Monday Night it. Football. I love it. I like it. Choose your game, and mm-hmm. then you can watch the other one on another TV or on my phone. <laughs> I like it. I wish they would do it every week. Rams and Bengals uh, coming up in the late uh, game tonight. But the yeah. early game, what a matchup this is. Eagles and Buccaneers. And before the season, we would think you were being facetious when you said that. But after the Buccaneers 2-0 and start and Baker Mayfield playing well and mm-hmm. the team overall looking really good, this is going to be a great matchup that nobody saw coming, I don't think, before the season. I, but Not at all. I'll give you credit. You, you know, We've talked about how Baker Mayfield finished the season last year for the Rams. Mm-hmm. He looked pretty good. And you said at a certain point you got to kind of ask yourself, is it Baker Mayfield or was it the Browns? And then that kind of brought me to my point was, yeah, you're right. So is it? literally every quarterback in the history of the franchise except for Bernie Kosar, (laughs) or is it the organization? I'm going to go with the organization considering that their $250 million man isn't playing particularly well right now. Yeah, They're winning, but mainly because of defense and running game. Mm -hmm. I agree. Uh, Big 12 football over the weekend. Can we skip this part? Uh, It was ugly, especially for the two of us. Yes, it was not – not pretty teams we for, for you and I in this room as West Virginia gets a win over Texas Tech. Now, Morgantown's a hard place to play, but it was uninspired by the Red Raiders, much like the Cowboys yesterday. It reminded yesterday. me of Baylor's trip to Morgantown last year. Yeah. It was a lot like that, I thought. Texas comes in and spoils the party for the Bears as a sold-out crowd, 38-6 to over Baylor. You'll hear a lot more about that with J-Mo and Matt Mosley and Drake Toll this afternoon. Uh, Oklahoma, are they better than we thought they were? I don't know. No. I mean. I don't know. Cincinnati, I, I didn't. Cincinnati's got a good defense, but they're. I, they're they're just not. I didn't think that they were going to contend for anything. No. In this conference. They've got some playmakers on the defensive side of the ball. Oklahoma put it on them. Yeah. 20 to 6. And really not a surprise there. No. TCU, SMU, I thought SMU had put up a bigger fight. I told you that last week, but I did too. I TCU will, played well. Yeah, I will. I always own up to when I'm wrong. I've, I picked SMU to upset them. I thought that that would be a close game that SMU would win, mm-hmm. and it wasn't. TCU went and dominated them and got a, a got that victory going away for what's probably the last iron skillet, ma- skillet matchup for quite a while. So give credit to to uh, Coach Dykes and the Horn Frogs. They played well and took care of business against a pretty game SMU team. Kansas beat BYU thirty-eight to twenty-seven. Kansas is in the top twenty-five and well deserved. That's it, a good BYU team they just beat, and they're four and zero. Yes, so you they, should be in the top twenty-five. But boy, it's been a long time since we've said that. How about Oklahoma State? Can't get it done against Iowa State. I just wish thirty-four twenty-seven. Oklahoma wish, State is reeling. I, I told everyone before the season they lost too much in the transfer portal and didn't get enough back. Mm-hmm. I, I said the same thing last year about Oklahoma, and I was right. And I, I said it about Oklahoma State this year. It wasn't anything against Oklahoma State. I actually like Coach Gundy, but when you lose 20 of your best players to the transfer portal and only bring in six or seven to replace them, this is what happens. Numbers are not in your favor. Nope. And and usually the players that you're bringing in when you lose a bunch aren't as good as the ones going out. Not yep. not when you're 
there's a mass exodus to the transfer portal. You're usually bringing back players that aren't as good as what you're losing, and I think that's definitely the case with Oklahoma State. I don't even think they got – they didn't even match the numbers. So, yeah, no. you're right, 100%. Yeah. Houston over Sam Houston, 38-7. to And Kansas State takes down UCF, Baylor's next opponent, 44-31. So, there you go, Big 12 happening over the weekend. But the big news is Aaron <laughs> wants to talk about it. Let's talk Rangers. That's coming up next with Jeff Whistling right here on the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas. This is ESPN Central Texas. What's the most important thing to you when car shopping? Quality vehicle? Outstanding reputation? A dealership you can depend on? Hi, I'm Amy Hunter, and at Jeff Hunter Toyota, you get all three of those. But don't take my word for it. According to Consumer Reports, Toyota has been named one of the most reliable brands in the auto industry. Stop by and let us prove it to you. Shop Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality. Waco values. Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial business is in good hands. Alliance Bank Central Texas with two Waco locations, also in Temple and Georgetown and at AllianceBankTexas.com. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. Jesse Britt's Automotive wants to help your car get ready for the Texas heat. Now through Saturday, they're offering free automotive AC checkup with any vehicle service at Jesse Britt's Automotive. Plus, let them help keep your car roadworthy with their computerized alignments discounted for a limited time at only $49.99. The alignments come with free tire rotation and free visual brake inspection. Just mention this ad, Jesse Britt's Automotive. Discounting your prices, not your service. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. The future of joint pain relief is here. It's QC Kinetics, Advanced Regenerative Medicine. This is amazing stuff. It is Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. If you've been told more steroids or surgery are your only options, don't be so fast. Get a second opinion. Learn more about how you can harness your body's own healing agents to attack that joint pain. I've got pain in my neck from a bicycle accident. This is long-lasting relief. QC Kinetics doesn't mask the pain. These treatments go to the very root of the problem. Using concentrated healing properties placed directly in your joint to restore and repair that damaged tissue. Life is about motion. QC Kinetics is giving people their lives back with these all-natural treatments. Call the local medical professionals and get a free consultation today. Call 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. That's QC Kinetics. 254-415-4100. My house has a Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal 
Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And don't forget, check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows, they've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Ah, uh, Aaron pushing the wheels of steel. <laughs> Welcome back to the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas. Let's talk Texas Rangers. And joining us again is Jeff Wilson from rangerstoday.com. And, Jeff, I'll start this week the same way I started last week. What happened? <laughs> yeah, you know, I think last week we were like anything could happen. And, and I don't know that we expected what happened to happen, but it happened. And, uh, man, the Rangers are in good shape right now. Texas Rangers get the sweep at home, and now you look up and you're not even saying, well, maybe we have a chance at the wild card. Now you're sitting in first place, and you're sitting in first place by two and a half games. Yeah, it, you know, and, and now it's kind of, you know, you, you can do the math pretty easily now. And I, you know, the uh, mad, what, mad number is five. Mm-hmm. So we combination of five Rangers wins and five Astros or Mariners losses. And uh, things the rain blows the Rangers. So um, you know they their their schedule has turned uh, somewhat favorable. You know they get the Angels now. Uh, the Angels aren't very good at playing. Spoiler as as all the teams that were out of contention say they are at this point. But they don't have Mike Trout. They don't have Shohei Otani. Uh, Anthony Rendon. What a waste of two hundred million dollars. Uh, they're they're not <laughs> they're not a very good team right now. But naturally could have said that about the Royals. Um, and and it, it's true the Royals aren't very good, but they took care of the Astros. So the Rangers can't uh, let off the gas. You know they need they need to stay stay uh, vigilant and keep winning ball games and and uh, make sure that that last series against the Mariners isn't isn't all that important. Jeff, what is the strength of this baseball team at this point in the season right now? Yeah, you know, it's you could, you could say resilient if you, if you want to go down that road, and, um, but the, the offense is, is the the thing that's going to uh, make or break the Rangers, you know, their their, pit, their pitching uh, has held up at times. Uh, it somehow held up yesterday, even even when it looked like disaster was right around the corner. Um, but you, you know, there's some good fortune in there too. But um, you know, the the offense had six home runs yesterday; they needed every one of them. Mm-hmm. It looks like Adolis Garcia has, has found his timing since coming off the injured list. Marcus Simeon is really had a terrific month, um, you know. Corey Seager, uh, maybe a little struggling a little bit, but he's still Corey Seager. And then, and then you know, you look at the bottom of the order where Leody Tavares and Evan Carter are doing pretty amazing things right now. So um, it's it's top to bottom. It, it's what you saw in, in May and June when everything was really really exciting around here, and um, it's you know perfect time for it to come back because uh, you know the Rangers are going to have to score some runs to win ball games. How big a surprise is Evan Carter in this lineup right now for you? Yeah, he's a pretty big surprise. You know, you you don't know what you what you're going to get with a prospect, um, even one who has has been you know universally lauded like like Carter has been the last couple of years. Um, 
but you don't know what you're going to expect. I mean, Major League Baseball is a different thing. Mm-hmm. Taking a guy who just turned 21 on August 28th and you're throwing him into a pennant chase, you know, and when he came up, the Rangers were not in first place. They were fighting for their lives. They just, uh, you know, had that uh, bad, bad stretch, uh, you know, Cleveland and, <laughs> excuse me, well, he was part of the Cleveland stretch, but they weren't, they weren't in a good position when they called him up. And, and um, he's just, he looks like he's been here for his whole life. Now, you know, it's, it's early, it's, it's 15 games and Rangers are 10 and five when he, when he's in the lineup. Um, it, it's going to, it's not always going to be this good. Obviously um, he's going to run into some problems. He struck out three times yesterday. There's going to, you know, teams are going to scout him. There's going to be a book on him, but he has such an amazing understanding of the strike zone, both, um, you know, taking pitches and, and when to, when to swing, he makes great swing decisions. Uh, you haven't seen him chase any pitches yet. Um, it's just been a, a huge shot in the arm, you know, left field was a question mark. Uh, Ezekiel Duran was tiring. Uh, Josh Smith was never really doing anything. Travis Shinskowski's had a nice season. He's not an everyday player. Um, so this is, he's filling a huge role. When you look at this bullpen, is it stable enough to get the Rangers where they want to get to? And, and that's postseason play. Is it stable enough to get through the angels? Is it stable enough to get through the Mariners on the road? Yeah, I I think they'll I think the a combination of offense and starting pitching will will prevail. Um the, the the Rangers are in a really good spot here with with seven games to go. Um and then the you know, the Astros and the the Mariners having to play each other head to head this this the first three days of this week. Then the Astros still have to go to uh, Arizona and Arizona is a good ball club. So um it it's it's right in front of the Rangers. Um you know they're going to figure it out. They've they've figured it out in this this ten and five stretch um, with, with with Carter. You know, and then you know, four of those losses came in a row mm-hmm. um, when when everything was going wrong. They couldn't go wrong with the bullpen and really the pitching staff as as a whole. But I think you know it's it's time to suck it up. I've seen amazing things happen in in uh, the last week of a season. These players just seem to find an extra can find an extra gear. Uh, you'll see guys work multiple days in a row. We haven't done it in a while. Uh, you just saw what Jose Leclerc did over the weekend, and, and right now he's pitching better than he's pitched all season. Um, so it's it's going to work out. It's going to get. They're going to get to the postseason. It's just a matter of how far they're going to go, and that's where the bullpen really comes into play. And then, and I don't, I don't have a good feeling about it, but uh, it's baseball. You never know what's going to happen until you you. you, you take the field and, and play the games, but playoffs. Yes. How they fare in the playoffs. we got to wait and see. <laughs> Jeff Wilson, Rangers today with us here on the press box on ESPN central Texas. And Jeff, how big a difference has Mike Maddox made in this pitching staff? Well, you, you, you think a lot, you know, it, it's, he comes in with credibility, um, you know, from, from what he's done, this guy is in the playoffs all the time. I think, you know, I think in his coaching career, he's only been not been in the playoffs like three times. You know, it, it's it's such a amazingly small number, and um, he's he's he keeps it light. He he knows how to break down an opposing team. That's probably his biggest strength. You know, he he will find a he will find a hole in a batter swing. He will he will figure out a way for a pitcher 
to get through a lineup. And, and, you know, you last year in the postseason on, on the telecast, Adam Wainwright was on. And he talked about how great Maddox is at it. Max Scherzer, who, who Adam as a pitching coach previously knows, Jordan Montgomery knows. Um, and it's not just that he, he knows how to do that, but one, one thing you'll notice about Jordan Montgomery is Jordan Montgomery's throwing his, his, his cutter and his breaking ball a lot more. Those are just things he wasn't doing. And Chris Stratton throws his change up to right-handed hitters. Now he wasn't doing that. Um, and, and it's, it's helped him be more effective. So it's, it's things like that, that, that he sees that, you know, his eyes see not, not something on, uh, not something that, that a stat sheet or, a, you know, some analyst gave him a, you know, analytical report. These are things that he sees and wonders about and asks why. And, and figures out and gets these guys to believe that they can throw those pitches, that they can be major leaguers and in some cases, that they can get big outs. And, um, you know, yesterday you saw Jonathan Hernandez put in a tight spot that he hadn't been put into for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brock Burke came in, got arguably the biggest out of the game in the eighth inning. Um, and, and a lot of that is because they believe Mike Maddox, what he tells them and what the scanner reports say. When you look at this matchup coming up starting tonight with the Angels, how do you see this thing unfolding? Who has to come up to and 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 be able to is it the starting rotation I guess what I'm asking is do they have to go deep for them to be able to continue this trend that they're on right now? Well, yeah, tonight's starter is John Gray and he hasn't been very good in the last month let's say and definitely mm-hmm. not his last three so he he needs to figure it out i mean he's he's got loads and loads of talent um he he does get in his head sometimes i think that's part of the problem here um but but the rangers are now in a position where they don't necessarily need to they can maybe give him a little leash they don't need to um you know take him out at the first sign of trouble they can they can maybe try to let him work his way through it maybe build a little confidence get out of these jams uh, it would be, you know, it'd be nice if if he can navigate a, a lineup that doesn't have Otani and, and Trout, and get get to five six innings, you know, and 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 kind of make himself feel pretty good about the way he mm-hmm. did it. Um, so that's important. You know, the the starter for tomorrow's game hasn't been determined. Uh, it'll probably be Andrew Heaney or, or Cody Bradford um, out of the bull, you know, out of the bullpen filling in for for Max Scherzer's spot. But if one of them is needed tonight behind Gray, then the other guy, the guy will be the one who who doesn't go. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, going into this last week, you know, it, it's still <clears throat> conceivable that the Rangers could be a wild card team and wouldn't have time off before they had to go to um, wherever they have to go—Minnesota or Tampa Bay—to to play those games. Uh, so it would be nice to to give the bullpen a, a break here early this week. They they worked hard the last two nights. Uh, last two days, rather, and, and um, if Gray can go deep, if the Rangers can piece something together Saturday, that gets it to Dane Dunning, who who's going to re- been pretty re- reliably getting you six innings. So they can get through this, this series, hold the bullpen uh, without much bullpen usage. Uh, so yeah, to answer your question, if the rotation can can be big this series, uh, it's just going to put them in a great spot for the last uh, last four games. You and I have talked before about Josh Young and what he's been able to do with this team and his clubhouse presence and said that probably he should be rookie of the year until he got hurt and still had a chance if he came back. Do you still feel like that he has a chance the way he's come back? 
Well, I mean, when, when he came back last Monday, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or what, yeah, last Monday, I, I believe it was, and the Rangers have, have gone five and one and have gone from third place <laughs> or tied for second in the West to, to a two-and-a-half game lead in the West. So what are you it's, saying, Jeff? <laughs> I'm saying it's not a coincidence. I mean, you know, it helps, obviously, that Adolis Garcia is back, too. But um, Josh, Josh Young, and he's, he's, he hasn't been great offensively, but his defense has been terrific. I mean, he's he's been making plays at third base that weren't getting made when he was out, you know, and and, and um, it, it's – it hasn't it hasn't clicked. I mean, I know he, he's hit a home run since he's been back. He's had some doubles, but um, that glove, you know, he he should he should be a finalist for the Golden Glove. I mean, I'm assuming Matt Chapman from the Blue Jays is going to win it, but this guy's got the highest fielding percentage among AL third basemen. And you know, if you look at that instead of looking at the you know, the the nebulous zone ratings and, and hard to explain defensive metrics. Then, uh, then he's got a shot at, at a Golden Glove, but still a shot at Rookie of the Year because, again, the Rangers have been very, very good with Josh Young in the lineup, not just this last week, but overall this season, and uh, not not so hot when they weren't when they didn't have him for those thirty uh, what thirty thirty seven games I think it was. Jeff, out of all the strange things this year with the ups and downs of the Rangers, this AL West battle coming down to the last week is great, but it's kind of mind-blowing to think that if things fall the right way, the defending World Series champion who brought almost everyone back, there's a chance they don't even make the playoffs if they don't do well in this series against Seattle. Yeah, they've got a, they've got a tough week. I mean, <laughs> there's no question about it. And, and uh, you know, as, as veteran as they are, um, as, you know, guys have been there and, and won a lot of big games, um, their pitching staff is really struggling. Their starting rotation is really struggling. I mean, the bullpen's been okay. Um, I think the, the three games against the Royals, uh, Kansas City scored 16 runs, and the starters gave them all up. So um, you're, you're to a point really where um, it's it, much, much like it is with the Rangers. You know, their rotation is has has got to get get things in order. And and if they if they can't, they're not going to win ball games. Now it's going to be you know, you look at the forecast for Seattle this week. It's supposed to be cold and damp, which <laughs> is not breaking news. But uh, it, it's going to be stuff that, that that both the Astros and the Rangers haven't played in before. You know, the stadium has a roof, but it's open air. You know, so it gets chilly in there. I think it's the coldest place in baseball, honestly. Uh, when the wind's blowing in, it's it's brutal. Um, so it's it's going to be different. It's going to be tough for the Astros. Um, you know, you, it, it, but you, you're right. It's, it's very much a possibility that they are not a playoff team. And then, and it, it's been, it's been a weird, like three weeks. It's like, nobody's wanted to win the West. Nobody's, <laughs> nobody's pulled away. There've been plenty of opportunities for this all to happen for, for any of these three teams to, to grab the reins and just take off. And, and none of them have done it, but it looks like, it looks like maybe the Rangers are doing it, but, I wouldn't hold my breath just because of what's happened here the last month. How good is this lineup right now? We talked about Josh Young and, and the addition to him, and you're you're able to, if you're an opposing team, there's really not any gaps in this lineup, is there, that you, you really have to worry about protecting? Yeah, you know, I mean, you can you can go back when, when um, let's say, to the, the – 
er, early in the month. Okay, Young was out, mm-hmm. Garcia was out. Uh, Jonah Heim hasn't been quite right, but I mean, now that they're back, plus Evan Carter and a and, and Leody Tavares, who had been slumping, but he's he's hitting just lights out this month. The long, it's a long, deep lineup. You know, one through nine, there's a threat to do something, and mm-hmm. it starts with Marcus Simeon, who has ten leadoff homers this year. Uh, Corey Seager's, you know, an, <laughs> the best hitter in the American League. Nate Lowe is fourth in the league in doubles. Uh, that's you know, and then and then you have Young, who's batting fourth now, rookie of the year candidate. Garcia, I mean, I can go on and on and on. Garcia's got 36 home runs, I think. So it's it's tough. There's no there's no break in there. You're, there's not not a batter where the range or a pitcher can be like, I got I got three pitches or I've got four pitches to to take a break and, and get back in the game here. Mm-hmm. It's just a it's a mental grind and and for somebody to get through it, <clears throat> you know it, it's it's not easy. And you saw what happened with the 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 young Mariner starter Brian Wu yesterday. I mean he has a big fastball and. Um, the Rangers knew that they knew he was going to throw a lot of fastballs. So they wanted to get him out of, out of his comfort zone, make him throw other pitches and then make mistakes. And, and that's eventually what happened. They got him out of there in the fourth inning. So it's, a better, it's not just a, a bunch of mashers. They, they know how to, they know how to work a pitcher and, and uh, one through nine, when this group's clicking, you're seeing nine, eight, 15 runs a game. How good was it to see Juan Gonzalez back at the ballpark? Yeah, you know that was that was pretty cool. Um, it's been he hadn't been he hadn't been back in twenty years. I mean, and and I don't know what led to it. He's a different guy. You know, he's very private. Um, he does have a son who lives here, so he's he's been in the area. You mm-hmm. know, it's not like he's just been limited to Puerto Rico. But you know, they they tried to get him back for his Hall of Fame induction in 2015, and he didn't come. He cited a family illness or, or something like that. Um, he he uh, was an assistant hitting coach on Team Puerto Rico this year in the World Baseball Classic, and and I don't I don't know maybe he started to to feel the juices again, wanted to be back in baseball. Don't know if if you know somebody with the Rangers had to make some kind of apology for something that nobody knows about that happened in the past, or if he just felt it was time, but. You know the the fans loved him coming back. He appeared to be pretty happy and and, and appreciated the the recognition and the four or five standing ovations he got throughout the course of the night. Um, and he still looks good. I mean, he's fifty. He's in his mid fifties now, and he still looks uh, like he, he could put it over the wall pretty easily, yeah, doesn't he? Yeah, he looks he looks really good. Yeah. Um, but you know, and hopefully, hopefully he comes back more often than once every twenty years. You know, I mean, he doesn't have to come back all the time, but. Just to repair that relationship, the Rangers have been have been working on it for a long time, and uh, it looks like it's been done. And uh, hopefully, it's the start of uh, many good things to come with with him and the, and the future of the organization. So, I want you to put on your your magic ball and tell me: Does this team win the AL West? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think they do. Okay. I think that, uh, just, just the, the, these next three days are going to be huge. You know, if the Rangers can can win two out of three from the Angels, while one of the other, <laughs> whether it be it the Astros or or the Mariners is losing two out of three, you know, that's it's just the math is going to eventually catch up to these other guys, and it would take an absolute collapse 
by the Rangers over those last four games to to not uh, to not win the West. Um, I just you know it, obviously you can go back to 2012 and then it's happened before, but um, I just I just think that uh, the the Mariners look tired, uh, their pitching mm-hmm. looks tired, uh, the Astros are just discombobulated. Uh, the Rangers have been the best team really in the division. I think I think that's fair to say all season. You know from from whatever day the season started, March 31st until right now, if you look at the big picture, the Rangers have been the best team, and I think that uh, I think they're gonna I think they're gonna prevail. It may not be easy, but I think they're gonna prevail. Could the schedule have worked out better for the Rangers, really? Well, you know, uh, they've played really, really well against the Mariners this year. I mean, fantastic. I think they're eight and two or eight and one against them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's eight and one. And um, the, conversely, the Mariners have been great against the Astros. I think they're eight and two against the Astros this year. But you know, your your destiny is in your hands. It's right in front of you. You know what you have to do. Um, you know, the only thing that could probably be better is if the Rangers had another home series. But they're finishing on the road. They get a they get theoretically a breather with the Angels, a chance to a chance to win some ball games <laughs> that early in the season. You might not have thought they would have won or would have been a lot lot more difficult. And then they get to play again one of the teams chasing them that they have to have to knock off and. I just think that the the schedule. A lot of people thought the schedule was going to work against them, but I think it's working in their favor right now. So Ranger fans should go get playoff tickets right now, Jeff. They're on sale. They're on sale today. <laughs> and Aaron's <laughs> going to go to Academy and stand in line for his AL West champion <laughs> shirt. I promise you that's going to happen really quick. Jeff All Wilson, right. Rangers today with us here on the press box on ESPN Central Texas. Jeff, tell them how they can find Rangers Today and how to get it. All right. Go to rangerstoday.com. Uh, you go there, you, you'll find the most comprehensive coverage of the organization from top to bottom. Uh, we've got a podcast. That's, that's probably the best Rangers podcast in the in the, the business and uh, you know, exclusive stuff for, for, for subscribers only. Uh, so $5.99 a month, $60 for the year. There's even... $35 deal for six months, which would get you to shoot at this point. That'd get you pretty much to opening day next year. So um, just go in, log in. It's the cheapest coverage and it's the best coverage. That's uh, that's that's kind of a biased opinion. I, I get it, but uh, <laughs> I, know, I, know, I know my I know my I know my way around a ballpark. I've been doing it for long <laughs> enough. So go check it out. You do an excellent job covering the Rangers. Nobody does it better than Jeff Wilson. Rangers today with us here on the press box. Jeff, appreciate the time as always, and we'll talk to you again next week. Okay, fellas, thanks, man. You bet. There he goes, Jeff Wilson, Rangers today, and he's not kidding. He's not being. He, no, and he, he doesn't he, need he, to be modest. He, no. he, he, there's no one on the planet that covers the Rangers better or more thoroughly than Jeff Wilson. No, and, if you're and, a Rangers fan, subscribe. That's and, all I can and tell if you. you like, if you're a Rangers fan and you like the organization, you're going to get the minor league coverage too because oh, he covers both of. He doesn't. It's just not. It's just not the big boys. He knows exactly the entire organization. It's really, really good stuff. And you'll get stuff on your inbox, on your email. I always like to uh, get those, and that uh, just sends me right to the best coverage of the Texas Rangers. Rangers today. Jeff Wilson with us here on the press box. Stay right there. Press box will continue right after this on ESPN Central Texas. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at syntexsportsfan.com. 
Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. September is the month to buy a Chevrolet truck. On every 2023 Silverado, you can take advantage of 0% for 36 months or as low as 3.9% for 72 months. Combine this with fantastic trade-in values, award-winning service department, and award-winning body shop, and zero gimmicks. It's a no-brainer. So give us a call, 254-840-3261, or shop us 24-7 at turnerschevy.com. And remember, folks, we're just a heartbeat away at McGregor. We'll treat you like family. Find new roads. Hi, I'm Emmett Smith, Hall of Famer and all-time leading Russia with exciting news. Football legend Emmett Smith talking about all new regenerative treatments for joint pain from the local medical professionals at QC Kinetics. But did you know that you can encourage your body to actually heal itself with the help of QC Kinetics? QC Kinetics uses biologic therapies that are natural, restorative, and long-lasting. The body is an amazing thing. Trust me, I put mine through a lot. Exciting new relief is here for pain from arthritis, knee pain, lower back pain, pain in your hips and shoulders. I'm that guy. When you Google shoulder pain, my face pops up. But you don't have to be sidelined by pain anymore. Call QC Kinetics to learn more about biologic therapies. Don't let your joint pain keep you from doing the things you love. There's a new natural solution that patients are raving about. QC Kinetics. Let QC Kinetics help you improve your quality of life. Call QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100. That's 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Don't miss the Lone Star Gun Show Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center. You'll find great items at terrific prices on new and used guns, knives, swords, hunting gear, books, coins, medals, and ammo. Best of all, you'll enjoy browsing with the benefit of paying discount prices. Hours are 9 to 5 Saturday, 10 to 4 Sunday. Bring in your old gun and trade up for the gun you've always wanted. Lone Star Gun Show Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center in Belton. Jesse Britt's Automotive wants to help your car get ready for the Texas heat. Now through Saturday, they're offering free automotive AC checkup with any vehicle service at Jesse Britt's Automotive. Plus, let them help keep your car roadworthy with their computerized alignments discounted for a limited time at only $49.99. The alignments come with free tire rotation and free visual brake inspection. Just mention this ad, Jesse Britt's Automotive. Discounting your prices, not your service. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina has been Waco's favorite Tex-Mex since 1963. Voted the best fajitas, enchiladas, and chili con queso around Central Texas. Watching the game from home? Let La Fiesta create your fiesta with the Mex-alicious menu. A delicious selection of Mexican classics and Texas favorites. Order ahead and pick up or dine in and enjoy the game along with their specialty margaritas. You can order online at LaFiesta.com or stop on by at 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is the most important ingredient. Look at you. <laughs> Very nice. One of my favorite songs by one of my favorite bands. <laughs> Welcome back to the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas. Ward White, Eric Sexton along with you. Uh, want to take a look at the uh, rankings. You ready for this? Sure. Are you sure? I, you Absolutely. All right. You just don't, you don't sound very excited. All right. <laughs> Number 25, Fresno State. How long has it been since we said 25, Fresno State? In football? I don't know that I've ever said that. <laughs> How it's about been Kansas? a while. They were ranked 
I think a couple years ago they were in the top Like 25. in the early 2000s maybe. Yeah. yeah, they were pretty good, but it's been a while. Kansas at number 24. Well-deserved should be higher. They've, they've, you think so? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. BYU is a good team, uh, a top 25 team. Now, a top 15, top 10 team, no, but a top 25 team, and, and they beat them. You know, BYU is good this year. They've had a great start to the year, a big win mm-hmm. over Arkansas, mm-hmm. and then, you know, they go in and beat that same BYU team. So, give got to give them credit. Missouri at number 23. They're also 4-0, and previously not ranked. Uh, Florida. Better than we thought. Yeah, maybe. Florida at number 22, up three spots. Tennessee up two spots to number 21. Ole Miss drops five spots <laughs> after taking the uh, loss to Alabama, and they're at number 20. Oregon State at 19. They drop five spots as well. Miami comes up two spots to 18. Duke at 17. Washington State uh, in at 16. They're up five spots. North Carolina, 4-0. I don't know that anybody saw that coming. You know, I don't know if you know this, but that Mac Brown fella, he can coach he can coach a ball. little bit. He can coach the ball. He kind of wins everywhere he goes, no matter what. <laughs> it's, it's pretty amazing. They're 4-0, number 15 in the country. How about number 14, up two spots, the Oklahoma Sooners uh, at number 14. Still on the fence about them. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to think either. I mean, they, they, they look good, but how good is the competition? And, and we'll find out pretty quick. LSU. They're down a spot at three and one to number thirteen. Alabama comes up a spot from thirteen to twelve. Notre Dame drops two spots to number eleven, four and one. Uh, maybe, yeah, that's right. that's okay. I mean, they played they played really well. They, they lost a really tough, well. close game mm-hmm. that they had a very good shot to win. So yeah, I mean that's that's about right. You can't drop them a bunch after that loss. No, I don't think so either. I mean, and I don't know that I'd really drop them after that loss. I was surprised because Lou Holtz told me that. <laughs> Ohio State's not a physical team, and they were going to get out physical by Notre Dame. Ohio State didn't take that very well, they did they? did not. Neither did Coach Day. He was mighty upset that about that. And his, you know what? I don't blame him. His postgame was awesome. Maybe the best postgame <laughs> on-field interview I've heard in a long time. <laughs> Utah at number 10. They're up a spot. Oregon, uh, they jump up a spot. They're 4-0 and after beating Colorado, uh, and they're at number 9. USC number eight, they drop down three spots. Even though they're four and zero, oh, they still drop three spots. Washington up a spot uh, at seven. Penn State up a spot at six. Florida State drops to number five. Ohio State up two spots to four. Texas remains at three. Michigan at two, and Georgia at number one. Interesting though, on the coaches' poll, you've got Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State one, two, three. Florida State, Texas, USC, Penn State, Washington, Oregon, and Utah rounding out the top ten. So the coaches' poll a little bit different than the AP poll. I, which one's better? I don't know. Eh, I, I don't, if it, it was, AP is probably usually a little closer, just because. Well, if it was the real coaches, right? That's, voting. <laughs> I would take that into consideration, but it's not, folks. Don't don't kid yourself. Nope. The coaches are not taking time out of their schedule to figure out who the top 25 teams are no. in the nation. They've got somebody doing that for them. Right. Or the ones that do do it, do the ballots themselves, which I, I agree are probably very few of them. They don't have enough time to watch every team. So they don't really know who the top 25 teams are. No, they so do yeah, not. I, I, 
I would lean more towards the AP top 25. Yeah. Uh, good games coming up this week as well. Uh, I, I know it's early in the week to be talking college football, but boy, the the anticipation of some of these games that are coming up is going to be fun. It's going to be a good week in college football. Georgia and Auburn, look, I'm not going to give Georgia a pass against Auburn. Uh, I know Auburn's not as good as you might have thought, but it's going to be their Super Bowl. And that's what Georgia's going to get. Kansas and Texas at Austin. That could be a fun one. It's a top 25 matchup. Let's just see how good Kansas is. I don't yep. I don't think that they can win, but I think that they may they have a chance. Yeah, I, I think that'll be a good game. I'm looking forward to it, and I will be rooting on my Jayhawks. <laughs> your Jayhawks. As of today, your Jayhawks, or as of this week, your Jayhawks? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> whoever Texas is playing. I used to say I have two favorite teams, Baylor and whoever A&M's playing, now I have three. Baylor and whoever Texas and Texas A&M are playing. Well, there you go. All right. I'll I'll let that one <laughs> I'll let that one stand. How about some Friday night football with number ten Utah taking on number nineteen Oregon State? I that like should that. Be a good I, I like good. If you're going to have a Friday night game, make it at least a little make bit it compelling, worthwhile. Same yeah. with Thursday night college games because you're competing with the NFL. That may be why that they haven't had compelling matchups. They don't want to compete with the NFL. Mm-hmm. But last week's two two game slate on ESPN was really really bad as far as well as yeah. far as any interest from 99% of our listening audience you have to be a real football fan to want to watch uh, coastal carolina and alabama state it wasn't that what it was <laughs> yeah i believe like that. so yeah yeah it was it, not a good matchup yeah. and then they end up whoever it was ended up upsetting coastal yeah, carolina georgia, georgia was, state georgia state that's right it ended up not being a bad game it's mm-hmm. just not a compelling matchup as far as <laughs> national interest no it's not absolutely We'll have some matchups tonight, though. Monday night football with a doubleheader again tonight. And the early game, Philadelphia and Tampa Bay. 6-15 kickoff. And Los Angeles Rams taking on Cincinnati. That'll be a 7-15 kickoff. And you can uh, gather your TVs around and watch both of those. Should be a whole lot of fun in the NFL. I'm I'm just going to go out and say it. I'm taking Tampa Bay over Philly tonight. I'm not going that far, but I think it's going to be a good game. And I, I definitely think... That Tampa has a chance to win the game. Yeah. Well, I know that's kind of a little fence-sitting, but I, it is. Basically you're right, my, you're no, right on top of it. You know, my, my way of saying I think Philly wins, but it'll be a close game. All right. I'll take I'll take the I Buccaneers. I hope you're right, though. I'll take the I like when Philly loses. There you go. Yeah. All Cowboy fans do, don't they? <laughs> they do. Don't forget John Morris coming up this afternoon starting at 2 o'clock, followed by the Matt Mosley Show with Drake Toll, 3 to 6, right here on ESPN Central Texas. And Rangers, and they – quest for the American League West Championship. The final stretch run starts tonight right here on ESPN Central Texas. They take on the Angels. We'll have it all for you on ESPN Central Texas. For Aaron Sexton, I'm Ward White. Until next time, so long, everybody. This Saturday, the Bears are on the road for the first time this season, headed to Orlando to take on new Big 12 rival UCF. 12.30 for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show. 2.30 kickoff Saturday afternoon. It's the Bears and Knights this Saturday from the Bounce House in Orlando with John, JJ, and Ricky on the call. And it's all right here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. 
It's almost fall, school has started, pumpkin spice is everywhere, and football is finally back. The temperatures are dropping and you think you have escaped summer's dreaded effects on your foundation. Then, you see it. Where did that crack come from? Wait, this door doesn't latch. Or, why doesn't this window open? Most people don't realize the full effects of summer soil movement until September or October. And the fall season is typically the busiest time of the year for foundation repair. Do you want your home in tip-top shape for the holidays? Do you want the topic at Thanksgiving dinner to be that big crack in your wall? Then you better call the doctor. He'll craft the best solution for you and your home and get you back on the level in no time. Call us today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina has been Waco's favorite Tex-Mex since 1963. Voted the best fajitas, enchiladas, and chili con queso around Central Texas. Watching the game from home? Let La Fiesta create your fiesta with the Mexalicious menu, a delicious selection of Mexican classics and Texas favorites. Order ahead and pick up or dine in and enjoy the game along with their specialty margaritas. You can order online at LaFiesta.com or stop on by at 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is the most important ingredient. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the New England Patriots. Live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. The future of joint pain relief is here. It's QC Kinetics, advanced regenerative medicine. This is amazing stuff. It is Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. If you've been talking...